So, let me tell you something that you should have already realized by now about this fucking show you're listening to. This shit is supposed to be for mature audiences. As in grown-ups, mentally mature. It's supposed to talk about adult subjects in an adult frame of mind. It's not fucking that at all. This is two emotionally regressed, broken half-wits pretending to offer insight on movies. All they really offer you is an endless sexual perversion and a laundry list of personal paraphilia issues. You can make your own choices in life, but you have to choose this as entertainment. You know you're better than this. You have to know you are better than listening to Cinema Psyops. And 
welcome to the 364th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. That represents 364 consecutive weeks that Matt and I have been doing this goddamn show. I'm your host, Court, and the pre-mentioned co-host is my co-host, Matt! Oh, God. What the hell's happening? <laughs> Did you know my resting heart rate is panic attack? It's real nice. <laughs> Uh, well, that's because you live in a constant state of panic attack, my man. I really do. It is not probably the best. Especially right fucking now. Jesus Christ, my man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really, uh, I have nothing else to say other than a 21-ton Chinese rocket's falling to the sky. We don't know where it's going to land. They can't control it. Cool. Uh, the world is just at the brink of falling apart. But let's talk about this fucking movie, man. <laughs> Funny you bring it up in such a way. Uh, the new theme that's coming up next year pretty much acknowledges how the world has gone to shit and is yeah. really dour and all of that because it's something we can't even fucking ignore on this show anymore, pretty much. It, it really isn't. It just think of, like, we really, like, we had a pretty normal world starting this show. And, uh, sort of. I mean, Trump hit office of. pretty much, like, right after we started the show. Did Trump take office right after we started the yeah, show? Yeah, it was, like, about two years, years. No, it was, like, maybe two years in and then it happened. Okay, but still, so we had two years of doing this show. We're things are relatively normal. <laughs> well, there's other podcasts that are significantly older than ours, and they had like a really great run. Like if you started when podcasts started, and you had like normal years where you could do that from the entire time that podcasts yeah. started, like decades ago. Now, <laughs> practically, you know, there are some shows yeah. that are like 15 and 16 years old plus, dude. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I mean, no, I I understand that. I'm just saying, it's weird to think how we started this uh, relatively, uh, you know, in a normal world. And and now it's just a few short years later, it's it's a pile of shit. Well, you also have a little bit of chicken little to you because of your your anxiety and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The slightest little thing and it's instantly death. You you do tend to say that. I definitely do. That is is a fact. But as far as climate change goes, it's definitely not something that any could really deny unless they're being really just antagonistic for the sake of denying it essentially or they just really are that ignorant and they can't see exactly how things are starting to accelerate i mean mother nature's yeah. pretty much cut the brake lines and slammed the foot on the accelerator with a middle finger at all of us yeah pretty much and uh we earned it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know what else to do about it other than just try to plan and make my life as comfortable as i possibly can right now because i mean we all have a very small amount of time left to where we can try to be happy so let's just do the best with that including the rest of this fucking show you dour motherfucker you started this horse shit i'm just commenting on it (laughs) (laughs) well okay so we've been doing this show for seven goddamn years now seven years this is the final episode of year seven we will be doing this show for eight years once this episode is completed this will make it eight years that we've done it we've gone through three presidents on the show (laughs) yeah sadly we kind of have yeah yeah (laughs) dude let's do the stuff that people really came here to hear now yeah they didn't come to hear us like talk about my anxiety and all this horse shit well right but i'm just saying you do tend to have a little bit of a chicken little and it's evidenced on the previous 363 shows that you do tend to have that you admit it you are reactionary about a lot of things where like the slightest provocation in eastern europe and you're like world war three you've you've done that yeah uh the closest you came to being right was the ukraine thing but (laughs) 
<laughs> but I don't know how that's going to turn out. So I'll just shut the fuck up about that. Anyway, yeah, right. <laughs> what the people want to know is how we feel about Sadako compared to Keiko, because this is the versus yep. episode. We finally made it. There we go. And there's also a little talk we need to do about actual versus movies anyway, because this goes back to like monster meetup days and universal, a versus movie. It's a pretty traditional thing in the horror film genre. And it's not a hundred percent unique to horror film, but it's certainly done the most, I think, in film or movies mm-hmm. for, for the horror genre. Now, okay, we kind of know how we stack up, but we're like Ring 2, Ring 1 for like liking them the most, basically. Ring yeah. 2, Ring 1, or the original Ringu, or what yeah. have you. And then... uh I can't remember how it went for like, I think the Sadako 3D, we both actually really liked and were surprised by, but we really disliked the Sadako 3D too. Yeah, yeah. Sadako 3D too was just a fucking mess. But yeah, we were relatively pleasantly surprised by Sadako 3D. Yeah, and that's a pretty late one in the series. But, you know, we go to like Spiral, which was made at the same time as Ring. And that one was just, I I know I was very harsh on it and I really did not enjoy it. And I didn't like where it was going. And I was very just kind of dour about it when we covered the movie but i mean even coming from the disappointment of watching it um and just having it be such a bummer after trying to watch the other one and realizing they released it at the same time and then finding out that it's closer to the actual books and then even speculating the source material if i'd even like that at this point you know uh the the virusy thing all the stuff that the ring tried to do it's one of those deals where it swung for the fences like hard you know pointing out and saying yeah this is going to go out there into the outfield you know what i mean like it's it's, yeah. it's calling a home run, right? On yeah. everything it's trying to do. And it swings and it misses more times than it hits. The ones that hit are absolutely home runs. But I'm thinking like, can you think of anyone that actually was a true home run to you besides Ring 2, Ring 1, and then maybe Sadako 3D, the original, the first Sadako 3D reboot we both really liked. That was kind of close to being a, a, a home run for me. It was at least enjoyable enough compared yeah. to the other ones. But like, I don't, I don't remember like any of the other ones. Like the ring birthday thing that took us back to the original story that you know shows how sadako became sadako there was some interesting things on that but i remember just being kind of like yeah it's just a movie it's at least it wasn't this one you know like spiral which i really disliked so that's what we have three right three can you think of another one besides those three that we both actually liked other than they were just mild disappointments no i can't think of anything other than those all right those 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 three yeah yeah so we've got four films in a row that all punched hard and fucking landed that and was like a single knockout blow you mm-hmm. know one punch out you know yeah first round down like from the first watch you know we, we like all four of them so by far the juan franchise and Kayoko wins in my heart. Oh, by by yeah, by by a long, long, long amount. Yeah, and that's they, that's based solely upon, and we're not talking about whether or not they're well-made films. We're just talking about our yeah. personal enjoyment here. Yeah, I personally enjoyed the the Juwan series more than the Ring series. Well, I, just those four alone. But then we have the first reboot quill that we actually did like. Yeah, yeah, so right. That's that we're like, oh my god, that's five total, and we only did really seven films because well, Black Ghost, White Ghost. So that's another two. Yeah. And then Which, <laughs> go uh, ahead. We're bad, but eh, could right. have been better. Right. But there's plenty of films in the Ring series, like like the Ringu and uh, or the, the Ring Zero or Ring Birthday or however you want to phrase it. Um, and like, I get, I could, I could say that, you know, Spiral was at least an entertaining movie. I just didn't like the storyline. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, it's still an okay watch. And I think I said, if, if this kind of thing seems like it'll appeal to you, you maybe you'll like it more than me or whatever, even though I was being really harsh about it when I, I, I admit that. But, <laughs> 
<laughs> what I'm getting at here is like the Black Ghost, White Ghost is still like on par with it. Just it's a movie. It was like an okay watch, but the worst Ring movie was still worse than both of those to me. Yeah, I agree. The, the Ring Sadako 3D2 was pretty much the worst one in the series. I think. Yeah, it was, it was that really was bad. That was bottom level. Yeah. And like, like I agree. The uh, the lowest of the low for the Ring movies for me was way lower than the lowest of the low of the Juon movies. Yeah, they me. had they had two fucking misses, but they they yeah. still landed punches so much better on all the rest of the series that they still win. Right? Yeah. I mean, these yeah. movies were released in the same year. They were shot pretty much around the same time, I would assume, and they really didn't have a whole hell of a lot to do with the franchise or the series in any way, shape, or form. They just tangentially, visually give you some clues and it's really after coming off of the grudge too which was probably the strongest made and scariest film of that franchise they really amped it up for grudge too it was they really really, really good um, yeah or do on the grudge too i should say um it's a it's even more of a disappointment but that drop still didn't have me disliking it anywhere near as much as i dislike 3d2 because that was really fucking awful yeah 3d2 was just the shit so so just based on the worst of it even though it's two goes against one i would rather watch black ghost white ghost again than watch 3d2 yeah i would too yeah like if i had to you know i probably won't <laughs> yeah, watch if you're gonna make me do something i would still yeah like i said i'd rather watch the worst juan movie to me than the worst ring movie to me yeah and so the juan the final curse was also just kind of a movie and it wasn't a super disappointment but like i still would have enjoyed watching that or wanted to watch that again before i watched spiral or birthday even which are all movies that I said were good. They were an okay mm-hmm. watch, you know? Um, yeah. Well, I think I, I, I was, I don't know if I said Spiral was good or not, but I know I was too cruel for that. Everybody let me know in a lot of feedback that I was, <laughs> 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 which I seldom do. I'm usually the one that is like super fair, but sometimes folks, <laughs> my disappointment gets the better of me. <laughs> I am only human, right? Uh, yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, like I, I can't really think of all of the ring movies off the top of my head, but I'm just kind of comparing, you know, when we didn't write it down because why do that? It's easier just to kind of hash it out here and try and figure it out. And I think that's just how you and I work better anyway. I think so. Yeah. Just try to talk it out, find out what the fuck we all are thinking around here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and if you can think of another metric on how to compare them, that's great. We'll, we'll give you your, you know, how we feel about that. But I mean, we compared the worst of the, of each franchise to say which one we think is better um, or we enjoyed more. I should say we compared yeah. the films we enjoyed the most in the series and went by the count wise. And they're a pretty equal series of movies. I mean, I think there might be six of the Sadako flicks. Maybe, you know, if there's less, maybe there's more grudge films. I can't, like I said, I'm not counting them off the top of my head and I don't really want to fucking remember them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I, 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 I'm having flashbacks here of just talking about them like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what I'm getting at here is no matter how you compare it, there is more to enjoy. There's definitely more in the franchise that we liked and could remember from the Juan ones. <laughs> and uh, they're five for seven versus three for who knows how many fucking movies in the ring because we don't even want to go through the litany. Yeah, right. We're just like, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'll walk away from this. Right. And that doesn't take away from the ring series in any way, shape or form. Those films were just not all for us. Um, but there was definitely even the lowest budget of the Juan films still found some craftsmanship to them and they weren't just using the fact that they didn't have a budget to be cheap and it's 
it's weird. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we're good for comparing them. So now we're going to get to the actual monster versus thing. I know this pablum's a little bit longer, but it's the final episode of the year. So cut us some fucking slack. Yeah, come on. Sometimes you got to have a lot more pablum. <laughs> <laughs> so versus, I mean, we're talking goes all the way back to like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, you know, yep. the, then the monster mashups that were like the house of Frankenstein, house of Dracula, the, you know, the, that kind of thing where they would tag up all the monsters and bring them together. That's been around for a really, really long time. I mean, even Godzilla versus Kong was, you know, been done in like the 60s and stuff like that. When you have two characters, you have two separate fandoms that may yep. intermix that are always going to ask the question, what if they fought? Yeah. Right? What? I mean, everyone has always asked that question of all the classic horror stories. You know, what if Jason Voorhees fought Michael Myers? All that shit. Right. And you still kind of ask that and you kind of wonder how anybody's really going to do if you just throw Godzilla into the mix in this monster bash because like he's just going to fucking win. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whether somebody helps him by setting off a nuclear bomb to like supercharge him before he go be- goes to battle the big baddie or oh, whatever yeah. it is, Godzilla's always going to win. Godzilla <laughs> wins. Yeah, that's just what happens. <laughs> Except for in the Godzilla versus Kong because Godzilla was still the bad guy in that one. But that's not the point I'm trying to make here. Yeah, because Kong was the good guy. God damn it. You have certain expectations in a monster mashup. If you're watching Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, you need the Wolfman stuff before he bashes into Frankenstein to feel yeah. like a Wolfman movie. Yeah. You need the Frankenstein's monster stuff to feel like Frankenstein movies that existed before that. And then when you mash the two together, you need to have a sort of collage of the similar style of filmmaking and you need to give each of the monsters their due. If you set up pathos, you need to be using that stuff. Like for instance, the poem that's from the Wolfman, someone should still say that about the Wolfbane blooming somewhere in there. Larry Talbot always needs to say, why can't you help me whenever he's around, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And when Frankenstein's monster is ready to finally battle <laughs> the Wolfman, you need to fucking see them going after each other with some acrobatics and crazy shit. They gotta get there, man. And you gotta get you got to get all the good shit in there to appease the fans right and then much so you fast forward a little bit and then we're gonna have to talk about freddy versus jason because anytime you have two head-to-head horror characters of like like that that's like the big one that's the one that you kind of have to talk about too and they did at least cover that in freddy versus jason all of the jason stuff when he was on his own he had his jason theme they shot it like jason stalking people it had that feeling the nightmare on elm street stuff still felt like jason it wasn't quite freddy but it was no, it, it wasn't quite Freddy. And really, this movie, this Freddy versus Jason, was more Jason with a spattering of Freddy. Sure, I, that's what disappointed me. Uh, I thought, you know, Freddy was right. kind of bitched out. <laughs> okay, okay. But they also, for them to be able to fight, all of a sudden, Freddy starts doing martial arts and things that he's never done before to fight. Uh, right, yeah. He, he really doesn't get to fight Jason in the dreams very much. Or he fights him once mind. before he figures out exactly. Yeah, he does. He just pretty much defeats him right off the bat. Because yeah, he, he defeats Jason right off the bat. Yeah. He, you know, he figures out what he's scared of, well, water, and, which I never knew Jason was scared of water. I think Considering they, he spends a shit ton of time in it. Right. I think they make also, okay, let's face it. They gave it to Ronnie Yu, who did a bunch of stuff that had nothing to do with either franchise. So uh, they, they actually did try in certain aspects and they did bring in the things that you want in a monster movie like that, but they ignored and or rewrote a bunch of fucking rules to 
basically just fit their verses and to, ha- to go however they wanted their story to go. And they ignored a bunch of stuff about both of the characters. Now, yeah. super fans of both franchises, like myself, noticed that shit on day one and didn't just go with, yeah, they're fucking fighting. I mean, I still was like, yes, they're fucking fighting. And I enjoyed the film for that. But the story, I, the, the mix of the story was obviously really troubled. And you found stuff even that I didn't talk, think about yeah. that also was an issue with how that film was done. So I, monster mashups are tough, a thousand right? times. Yeah, they're tough to do especially when you have two complete i'll say it once i'll say it a thousand times i enjoyed the movie for what it was um but yeah it was a real tough sell uh for uh, for if you were going to be critical of it well you have mashups do things that people are automatically not going to like yeah now you take very serious franchises from japan that are both curse-based and you have a lot more possible pitfalls i think than even just two characters who could physically fight it out these are two supernaturally powerful beings that fight in very different ways and how are you going to try and represent that in film and are you going to follow what should be the rules of a monster mashup versus because the people that are coming there are going to be either for side a or side b and you need to have elements from both side a and side b actually satisfied you can change things a little bit to fit but you need to satisfy side a and side b for how their characters would act and react and do certain things and if you don't do that you're gonna automatically fail your mashup because the people that are going Going there to cheer on those characters are going to get disappointed probably it's yeah it's, gonna, right. it's more likely going to happen and also how are they actually going to fight what does the verses actually mean how are they going to get this to work because freddie versus jason did a little bit of a hack where they just basically took a dreaming stunned and tortured jason to his home field advantage and woke him up so yeah. that he could take freddie out of the tree and then she the 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 heroine pulls freddie out and there you go and then we got ninja freddie <laughs> which he does fight a kid who knows martial arts and he can be in dreams and he knows how brains work. So yes, maybe he somehow studied in the Orient and all of that time. Sure, whatever. But yeah. we're, we're not reviewing that film. I'm ready to move on. What I'm getting at is what they're trying to do here with Sadako versus Kaoko. They are already setting themselves up for mild disappointment at best. Yeah, but I still, well, I don't want to, yeah, yeah. I'm not burying it. So <laughs> no, actually now you are burying it. When you don't bury the lead, you just say what uh, you're thinking. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to bury the lead on this one so we can get you know do the review and then i can talk about it yeah absolutely but what i want to stage this as is that's kind of how you're going to go is this going to be a successful versus film and that's how i want to review it like do we find it enjoyable and does it work in that context of the previous verses that we've discussed this is about the most intelligent thing you're going to get from us in year seven yeah this is about it uh the rest is all just about dicks and shit (laughs) clip all right with that we're going to play the new owner and proprietor of legion kevin's intro for the legion patreon giveaway we'll have the legion patreon ad and right after that i didn't have time to get it during the recording but i'm going to play it for you folks i'm gonna try and get another all-female lineup japanese band or maybe recycle another one right after this yeah hey everyone this is kevin as many of you probably have heard bo will be heading back to school to become a teacher congratulations bo as such i'll be taking over the reins managing and spreading the good word of legion podcast to kickstart things off as an added thank you for patrons in June, Legion plans to have Steam Code giveaways for current Patreon backers. A random person will be picked from the Patreon every other week or twice per month, and the winners can choose from the available Steam Codes. Thank you so much for supporting Legion Podcast. You can reach me on Twitter or the Legion Discord group. My username is at LonelyBob. See you around. 
this'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now... Back to the cutting room. Hopefully I did it. I, I found something that was going to be Japanese. Hopefully I found another all-female band, and hopefully I recycled just the band and not another song. If I played multiple songs like twice or three times during this, uh, you're welcome because at least they were awesome. Yeah, right. Congratulations. You got to hear some cool shit. <laughs> yeah. And after this episode, I'm not going to be playing Japanese music all that much, so Matt's going to be feeling very deprived and have withdrawal. Yeah, I think that sucks. Why are you doing that to me? <laughs> <laughs> because we're now moving away from serious Japanese film and horror film from Japan like we've done for the past 30 some odd fucking episodes it feels like. I mean it feels like it's been our entire summer. <laughs> There's another thing that I've been doing our entire summer but I won't bring that up just now because we need to do the review for Sadako versus Kayoko. Alright Sadako versus Kayoko the uh, first 20 minutes and we're back to this now because there's no more separated stories. First 20 minutes starts with uh, social worker visits an old lady, Finds the old lady dead. It looks like she hung herself with her, tried to her, choked herself out with an electrical cord. Then the, all of a sudden the VCR starts playing the tape and Sadako appears behind her. We cut to a couple of friends at university. They're kind of in a class and their professor is talking about uh, many different urban legends. And he, of course, talks about the murder house and he talks about the tape. The tape being the most interesting done to him. Uh, they have changed some things in the movie. The tape now kills you after two days instead of the seven. And it uh, seems like there's a few urban myths about how you can get rid of the curse, but mostly yeah. it seems like you just can't get rid of the curse anymore is what they're saying. Yeah, you're just done. Uh, see you later.
later. Have uh, have fun. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about the changes that are a little bit different, a little bit more in depth when we hit the end of the twenty minutes. Yeah, right. Um, later on at lunch, one of the girls, Netsumi, asks her friend Yuri to go uh, to convert her parents' wedding tape to a DVD for their anniversary. And Yuri, uh, of course, being a good friend, agrees. Then we cut to a family is moving into a new house and their daughter, Suzuka, who's a high school student, is there and uh, she as she kind of explores, their new house is right next to a very closed down, dilapidated, and, and, and fenced in murder house. We know what that house is. Everybody yeah, can tell what that house is. Yeah, we all know that's a murder house. And what's really cool is while she's walking past the gate you can see it if you really pay attention the gate is like hardwired shut like there's a ton yeah. of wire wrapped around the entirety yeah. of the You're center part of the gates there. yeah they want yeah. people the fuck out of there listen that's just not the place for you to fucking go <laughs> so judging by the appearance of the house and the way the gate is set up i think they're trying to give us the original kaoko and toshio house and the original storyline is is my belief just from the way that this appears here yeah i agree yeah okay totally and okay. we can get into it more at the 20 minutes i'm sorry i just wanted to state those couple of moments because i really they they obviously are doing the kayoko shits really well so far somebody's somebody's playing favorites here is all i'm saying so yeah right yeah so far later on yuki and natsumi they go to like a thrift store to buy a tape deck after uh yuki hands it off to natsumi uh she realizes she has black hair in her hand and she was like what the hell oh and they Uh, complain about how fucking filthy the tape machine is but they're buying it because it's the cheapest but it's not just the cheapest it's, it's one of the only tape decks you can actually fucking find. Yeah, there's like another one, but it's too expensive, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. But yeah, they talk about cost and then they talk about how you know hard it is to even find a tape deck nowadays. <laughs> Which they're not fucking wrong. Yeah, right? I mean, that can't be the easiest thing to do. That night, they find a tape that's already in the tape deck and they decide to play it. However, Natsumi doesn't really want to watch it. She's kind of nervous about it, but Yuki's like, come on, let's watch it. We're going to have fun. And the tape starts playing, and we see we're in a dilapidated building, but then it cuts to Natsumi watching it, and Yuki actually gets a text message. So she actually starts looking at her phone and doesn't watch the tape, and what we see is Nat watching the tape, getting freaked out, and then the phone rings uh, after it gets done playing. Her cell phone, Uh, the girl who did watch it. Cell phone, phone rings yeah. only hers, and it's a really a bad, bad noise. And then, as Nat kind of freaks out, Yuki hugs her, and Natsumi looks up and sees Sadako standing there, and then she's gone. Later on, we cut to back to that shop, and a girl who works there is telling the owners that she sold the tape deck that has the cursed tape in it. She actually says she watched it two days ago and even got a phone call, but it was just some random number, just good timing, and everyone has a good laugh. And then she she thinks she hears something. Well, the husband-wife owners, they're talking, and they all of a sudden see she's missing. And as they look around, all of a sudden she appears above them and leaps to her death. And we'll just end that for the first 20 minutes there. All right, so the Sadako rules that changed, I think, is to make her more of an immediate threat because this yeah. is an hour and a half movie and they have to do two monster franchises, have people discover it, bring you back into the world of the two monster franchises, then have them verse. Like, Agreed. There's a lot on this movie's shoulders, so the shortcuts they're taking, they're clearly taking on Sadako here. And yeah. I feel like they're like, yeah, I think the Kayoko franchise is much bigger and people like it much more, so let's just beef that one up and really go for that one, and Sadako will just kind of bring in. It feels yeah. like that's how the treatment is going thus far. And I don't even mind them changing it to two days. No, it two, makes it more 
help move this along. Yeah, it, <laughs> by doing the changes that they do here, they make it two days, then they make it automatically immediate. Two days, and it's going to happen. There's no way that you can make it. It's immutable. It's a fact. Once you're cursed, you're fucking cursed, and she's going to come and take you. And anyone who tries to stop that or gets in her way, she's going to fucking murder them. Like, that's the way this one is set up. And it makes her yeah. much more vicious and much more terrifying because they're and setting they even, her up to be the one that should be getting defeated because yeah. she's the one that people are... It's coming for people first, basically. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because she's also uh, it's they changed the tape too. Yeah, but, but we'll get into they, that later. They changed the tape like for a couple of the movies. Yeah, yeah. This one, I, I what I think they were getting at is if you remember the last time we saw Sadako, she was trapped in the the fucking basement of that hospital. Now, so I yeah. think that's where she's coming out of. Now it's not the well anymore. She's in the basement of that hospital. Maybe, yeah, or the school. Was it a hospital or a school? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, whatever. That's it's Whatever. why they changed it. It doesn't fucking matter. It's just that this is now the new video, but it also could be that the curse has changed over time. And this is the way it is now. You, you know what I mean? Because they, yeah. they do change Sadako's visual stuff like quite a bit, whatever it, that part doesn't even bug me either because the tape is only ever really shown just enough to let you know that somebody else is watching the tape because this film doesn't have time to show you the entirety of the cursed video. Yeah. Right. And so you're just like, okay, there we go. Yeah. You just <laughs> kind of have to deal with the fact that this movie is not going to bother showing you the entirety of the cursed video you just have to deal with that you know yeah. uh, and but- it's completely different and the two days in the curse and all of that so the Kyoko side of things though they're definitely taking their time and they are making the Juon grudge movie the style that you would expect from a Juon grudge movie now they have sped it up a little bit but the way that they did it is they're just shortcutting it where like anybody that's moved in there has been dead and then they've just closed this place up and wired it up and it's officially a haunted house that no one goes in anymore except for idiot kids. Yeah, except for dumbass kids who apparently just can't learn anything. Right. But the other thing that I want to mention, the girl takes notice of the house like anybody else who gets affected by it and eventually gets drawn to it and wants to know more about it or learns about it and then eventually ends up in there somehow. Like, Yeah, right. All of the rules for the Juan stuff has definitely been followed. And the only thing they've really modified is the Sadako stuff because A, she's probably been off the market for a really long time and B, she's also lost in popularity compared to Kayoko. So they're just, yeah. I think that's why they're doing it. Just because like most of the people are going to be there for Kayoko. So they're beefing up her side of things versus Sadako's is what it feels like. Yeah, that's, that's not a lie at all. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay, we can move on to the next 20 minutes. I just wanted to establish that. All right. So in the next 20 minutes, we see Suzuko, the schoolgirl. She has a dream that she's in the murder house. She then, the next day, talks to some classmates, and they tell her about the house and the curse, and they tell her to never go in or she'll die. That Anybody who goes in the house dies. And then the, the one of her classmates gets a really worried look. She's playing with tarot cards, and she's like, these are the worst cards that could ever be dealt and it's like death and devil and all that shit so uh yeah it's just stay out of the fucking house and you know it's not that hard if you stay out of the fucking murder house you don't get murdered i i don't get what's so hard about that for most people yeah it's so easy we see a blind girl can do it without trying yeah right it's like fuck okay everything's fine um uh then yuri and natsumi they go to uh the shop where they got the deck and they talk to the couple and the couple kind of say yeah the the lady who uh, died. An old lady died and they bought all her things in an auction and then they found out that the social worker who found her also killed herself two days later and we see this little neck. She, she stabs herself in the neck it appears. Um, gruesome. Yeah, pretty yeah, it is. Really gruesome. Uh, so uh, then the, the girls are like, well, fuck this 
sucks. And they go to their professor and they tell him all about the tape and they have it. He gets super excited because, of course, he's way into this. So uh, they uh, he uh, goes, all right, I'm, I'm going to watch the tape. So he watches it. The girls leave. Uh, then he gets a phone call and he hears the same shit noise. <coughs> and the girls are really scared. And uh, he tells uh, he tells uh, Natsumi that, you know, don't worry. I'm going to contact a medium he knows that it will perform an exorcism to help them. Uh, then we cut back to Suzuka. She's, uh, walking past the house and there's a little boy just waiting there. And then, uh, three other little boys show up. Uh, he, uh... The other kids are kind of, the three other kids are bullying this kid, and they throw a whole bunch of rocks in his backpack, and he has to go inside the house. Well, the kid goes inside the house. He's not in there but two minutes before he hears a cat, and then looks down, and we see Toshio looking just horrific. Uh, then the kid opens up the door, and the three kids are talking, and kind of like, oh, he's an idiot for going in. You know, it's not our fault. He's dumb. You know, and just being a real assholes. And, uh, and so everyone's like, Jesus Christ, you know, what a dick. And he throws a rock at Peg one of the main bullies right in the fucking face which is pretty fucking cool yeah uh, better than the rock he, fight in stephen king's it <laughs> yeah yeah right and then he uh goes back inside uh and the three boys follow him in uh one boy walks around and he gets pulled uh by toshio the, the two kids out of the th- uh, three that went in just get killed real fucking quickly um this is a third- big change for the juan series where yeah. it's like you go in there and it's like instant disappearance and death almost like the house is starving like people have stayed away for so long the ghosts can't wait yeah they're like oh god thank god we get to go fucking kill a motherfucker <laughs> and also um, bonus points to this movie for murdering fucking children with the ghosts it's awesome yeah right i thought that too i was like damn that's awesome they do it pretty well where like the kids just are snatched and then they're gone but you know what happened to them like it doesn't it's not gruesome other than the fact that you hear the kids screaming as they're being dragged away and that's awesome yeah right it's yeah, so no gruesome shit. and without even having to do anything like really overtly violent or bloody it's awesome yeah um so then the the main bully kid who got hit with the rock finds the little boy hiding in the cupboard the boy throws a rock at him again hits him in the face looks like he broke his nose doesn't it yeah oh yeah well these are hefty rocks yeah this kid ain't fucking around man like that's brilliant to use the rocks to get back at these kids this kid has good aim too uh it it really fantastic aim makes you feel good about yourself that kid (laughs) that kid if shit wasn't gonna go wrong would have been a great baseball He probably could have thrown a decent pass, too, if he wanted to play football. Yeah, yeah either one of those two. Uh, so, but then Toshio lands on the bully kid's shoulders, and then all of a sudden we see two arms. Kayoko, you see her arms grab the, the kid being bullied, pulls him in back into the thing. All of a sudden, no one's there. Uh, the, those kids are fucking dead. That was really cool where they cut on the cabinet door slamming shut when she yeah. pulls the kid back in, and then they cut to the wider angle when this cabinet door open, like swings back open from the from back bashing and yeah. the kid's gone from the middle of the floor and then the kid's gone from the cabinet and it's just super quiet and then it sets in where you're like oh fuck yeah this house just devours the kids like nothing yeah. now uh, just fuck them up and so toshio does this interesting like backflip kind of maneuver or like will like leapfrog onto somebody's neck and pull them by their head and then they're gone like he's like pulls, yeah. he'll pull them backwards and then as they go to fall they just disappear to wherever he pulls them this is super creepy and all they did was just speed up the amount of time it takes before the curse takes you yeah but at the look at the house you just kind of wonder if maybe like i said it's starving like this curse has not been fed in a really long time so it's just grabbing things in 
instantly, you know? Yeah, right. It's just like, all right, well, this is, I guess, what we got. Or the reverse is that it's become so powerful now. The only thing that they've done is they are not saying that you can have the curse go outside of the house to get your family as well. Like, they don't acknowledge that it can be passed on if you're taken in front of someone or anything like that. It's just literally you go into the house, you're gone. Yeah. That's the only real big change with the Juon stuff. Otherwise, feels pretty much the same as all the other stuff that we've seen in the Juon series. Again, they're paying very serious attention to the Juon stuff and playing real fast and loose with the Sadako stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, but I love this whole seed though. It was great. Oh, it was a great no, way the to kids start this shit. The kids going into this thing and being taken in the haunted house made me love this film. Like I told myself after that scene, I'm like, you know what? I don't give a shit what happens in the rest of this movie. I will defend this scene because this was really well done. You know, I didn't, I didn't like this Toshio as much. I, I don't think the kid was that great, but they just changed him up enough to where they made him fucking acrobatic. I like that he's meowing again. So we know exactly which, you know, which version of, uh, Kayoko and Toshio were going with. This is the original timeline where they were brutalized. Um, they do take something from the American timeline and say that Toshio was drowned with his cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that or not. They're picking and choosing the little things that they liked in this, apparently. But they Yeah, are. They, they're, they're picking everything that they uh, really wanted. So right. right, and they're doing a pretty good job with it, and they're speeding it up, but I still think they're showing it super a, a larger amount of respect is all I'm going to say. And I'll, I'll shut the fuck up now. I'm done. All right. Well, the professor gets a phone call, and the medium is ready uh, to meet. So... They, uh, instantaneously, uh, they, they all go meet her. She senses the tape, realizes, uh, yeah, you're, you guys are into some shit right now. Um, and says that she'll help them. However, the professor says, just help the girl. He wants to actually meet Sadoko. Uh, so, uh, so, all right, fine. You can meet Sadako, whatever. So <laughs> this then, professor's a fucking weirdo and I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, but, uh, they have the, uh, ceremony and I don't know if you saw the same thing, but goddamn, this, the ceremony must, I guess, just includes a shit ton of fucking Harry Potter spells. Yeah. I I don't know if, okay, these subtitles were just the file that came along with it. Yeah. Um, they seemed pretty accurate to everything else. So I wonder if this is just them trying to do some tongue in cheek cheeseball humor and show that they're not going to be saved by this lady. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. Right. Or maybe it's just a way of poking fun and jabbing at these older beliefs of how to cleanse people from spirits. I don't know. Um, yeah, but maybe okay, the person's I mean, supposed to be a con man. Yeah. But I, I don't she's know. not. Obviously, she's the real deal. Right. I don't so, I don't know why they're all Harry Potter spells, but yes, our yeah. subtitles for this particular file in this version of the movie that we watched were Harry Potter spells. Um yeah, right. it played on Shudder a while back, but I never watched it when it was on Shudder. So if you saw it on Shudder and they were Harry Potter spells too that this old woman was saying, please let us know. I'm interested yeah. in how that got translated there. Experiamus. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, she even she even does the death curse and shit somewhere in yeah yeah all right settle down voldemort we'll figure it out fucking cast a spell someplace else goddamn (laughs) anyway Uh, yeah yeah. somehow this horse shit that was fucking hilarious somehow this horse shit works she recites harry potter spells and it works so yeah they start doing uh they start trying to exercise uh uh nat uh and apparently that means waterboarding her and slapping her around a little bit (laughs) well they Uh, make her chug it's not like they but they also dump water on her yeah well Listen, that that's water torture no matter what all right so anyway uh but all this does work and sadako appears within nat's body 
And then all of a sudden, one of the assistants, or two assistants helping the medium, one of the assistants walks over to the other assistant, breaks their neck, and then kills herself. Uh, the medium tells the professor she's failed, but she's already called Keizo Tokiawa and left him money underneath the altar. And she starts then killing herself, but the professor tries to stop her, and then she headbutts him into oblivion and also kills herself. Yeah, so he's dead, and the neck breaks are super brutal, and the person who kills themselves yeah. snaps their neck forward and basically snaps their neck off at the base right around their shoulders. And that's yeah. how they break it. It's fucking brutal. It was some hardcore stuff. So the kids' uh, deaths that happened with Kayoko's side of things and with Juan were fucking intense. And then what we see now is Sadaka will literally murder anyone or force them to kill themselves who interferes. Now, we don't know if Sadaka doesn't do the thing putting people in a well. It seems like she just forces you to kill yourself in a really brutal way. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I would have liked to see um, where they get that well treatment where like like just they just animated over their face where all of a sudden the two assistants just rotted. Yeah, know? right. And then the old lady was starting to get that that stuck in a well rot scream face too. You yeah. know? And like the guy tried to stop her and then like, you know, it basically headbutted his head flat. Yeah. I know. It 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 really digs into like some severe extreme violence stuff. And I think they're just trying to like, you know, just bring in the crowd and get people to enjoy oh, yeah, it. They're and just trying I mean it's obviously gonna be more gratuitous deaths. So Right. And so I I don't mind that they're doing it this way, but it is completely different than any Sadako version we've seen before. And they're really playing very fast and loose is what I've said earlier and I this is evidence of it. I liked what they did here where where she's basically like a failed exorcism and everybody is forced to commit suicide or gets their head smashed in whenever they try to stop the people doing the suicide thing. But it just feels like it's like, well, this one completely failed and now you're going to bring in some hot shot to take care of it? What yeah, the right? fuck? Like this movie's just literally throwing everything at you including the kitchen sink because now we're getting this like young punk hot fucking <laughs> exorcism guy that apparently is so yeah. good he'll only work for stacks of cash that are a ludicrous amount. Yes, exactly. Well, after all that, uh, Yuri, uh, you know, Nat wakes up, she's back, and she starts to blame Yuri for all this, their, her predicament, and Yuri, of course, feels bad, so she actually grabs the tape and gives it to Nat and says, now give it to me. So Nat gives her the tape, and then Yuri goes and watches the tape. And yeah, there is no well in the, uh, in the tape anymore, now it's an old dilapidated building, and we see Sadako coming out of the door, she gets closer, 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 all the way up to the screen, and then the tape stops and then Sadako is behind Yuri and then of course she disappears and that's the end of that 20 minutes. Alright we've kind of already gone through what it is that, yeah. that was taking place here and all the stuff we needed to say at the break but as we've seen it's very very much changed it's very different and Sadako now just comes out of a doorway and then comes up to the screen and then you see that again before you die is I guess what they're doing and then that's how she comes yeah. out of the TV for you you try to interfere she forcibly kills you and apparently you're not just marked anymore Sadako lives in you and possesses you and yeah. then kills you in two days or something along those lines yeah something like yeah so you know and uh yeah so i mean we're kind of already explained all that shit so yeah uh, just trying to sum up here so we can move on i'm good yeah all right uh the next one he starts uh with this Kazo and his associate tamayo a young uh girl who's blind they show up 
they come in and Tamao is obviously psychic and she's like, wow, you uh, you cursed yourself. And she goes, yeah, I wanted it to transfer to me to get it off of a Nat. And she's like, yeah, that doesn't fucking work. That's just a rumor. So you're now you're just both cursed. So having the tape does not save the other person. Doesn't so the dude say, oh, also, great, like you've created yeah. so much more extra work for me now. Yeah, you've created more work now. <laughs> I do love that he's just like, oh, fuck. He's, yeah. he's supposed to be like the hip fucking guy that's uh, but, going in. Tamino just doesn't even care. She's like, God, you guys are all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a blind girl who fucking faces down demons and ghosts. I'm sure she's over everything. Yeah, right? She's just like, fuck you. Basically. <laughs> uh, but... So uh, he then grabs Nat and he draws some of the Sadako spirit, not all of it, but some of it, and he puts it in a bag and it's moving, and then he does some hand movements and it looks like a cross and it calms it down. This stuff was uh, kind of lame, his hand movements yeah. and everything. The film, the film gets real corny here, right with the first exorcism and the Harry Potter shit, and then now this makes you really think maybe they did mean to put the Harry Potter shit in because this is over the top on purpose. Yeah, I didn't mind it. <laughs> I didn't mind his little movements. I thought he was kind of cool i liked his character uh yeah maybe i'm just an old curmudgeon who just wants all these kids to get off his goddamn lawn you can't, yeah i mean but you know what you can't be blamed for that because you know sometimes i want all these fucking kids off my lawn <laughs> okay i'm glad it worked for you because that did, that shit yeah. didn't work for me yeah right? i don't know why i just i i like these two characters i thought they were actually really good so i just the only thing i don't like is his hand movement bullshit the other stuff i was into it's just his hand movement thing was like oh my god that's uh, corny yeah i got gotcha. you <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was trying to do an interpretive dance and like distract people from the fact that he wasn't doing anything else in the movie. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It, that's exactly what it seemed like. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the part I'm complaining about. The other things I liked in their characters. There you go. Uh, so anyway, uh, he decides what he's going to do is going to pit Sadako against another evil spirit he can find. And uh, so, I mean, there you go. All <laughs> does, right. I mean, does I anybody else? Does anybody else like immediately go no? Uh, no. That's <laughs> maybe just, that's a bad idea that's like the dumbest thing i've ever heard like does anybody yeah. else think like maybe we should have them this is not a sirizawa let them fight where they're gonna fight anyway this yeah, is yeah, a yeah yeah this is a let's get some peanut butter and some fucking chocolate of evil together and see if they yeah, taste yeah. great together you got you got your kaoko on my sadako you got your sadako on my kaoko right he's like let's commingle your curses and maybe then they'll fight it out over you or maybe yeah, one yeah. will just take half of you and the other one will take the other half of you you yeah. don't know we don't know how this is gonna go but i i think at this point they they don't have a lot of choices <laughs> his like his, his solution is when you're cursed you just need to get more cursed and then you'll be fine yeah right just you're fine listen uh you have ghosts in your blood do cocaine about it all right <laughs> that is literally this, guy, this guy's solution. an 1848 frontier doctor yeah that's literally his point. fucking solution he's like what you need is to be cursed by something worse yeah right jesus christ <laughs> we can move on i just wanted to point that right. out that's yeah. his plan well he then tells yuri to stay there with a, a sleepy nap who's passed out. She asks him to actually make uh, the DVD copy of her parents' tape and he takes and he's like, fucking Jesus. Later on, Suzuka, she finds uh, uh, finds out the four boys in her classroom are missing and she remembers seeing those other four boys. Nat and Yuri, they're watching her parents' wedding tape and Nat is really fucking depressed. Like, she's having some issues. Well, Yuri decides, you? She's got, like, yeah. so little time left. And she's been through a lot of shit already. And then... <laughs> yeah. 
Yuri decides to go showering, and she has a Sadako experience, a lot of hair, all that shit in the shower, so I guess that sucked for her. <laughs> well, that's um, something that those of us who live with someone with very long, dark hair also experience in the shower, because it comes out of nowhere, and you're terrified by it, just like she was. You're like, what the hell? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? What happened? How are you? Did I watch a tape? <laughs> so, oh, actually, that's the end of that 20 minutes. I'm, so there you go. I'm good. We can move on. All right. So the next story man starts, uh, Keizo and Tamano, they visit the murder house. He blesses a rock and he throws it and he actually hits Toshio who runs away making cat noises. And the girl says, don't enter the house. Whoever enters the house, you know, dies. And then she calls out the spirit. She says, that's Toshio. She goes, you know it's Toshio because he actually ran away. Kayoko would not run. But uh, then they go out in the back, and there is a well out back from the murder house, and they examine it, and they're like, all right, we can use this as a last resort. This is so, a contrivance the movie did where all of a sudden there's a well where there was never one before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, they, they took some liberal shit with this, so we'll just have to accept it and move on. You know what? Uh, the film murdered four children in rapid succession. I'm going to give it this. Yeah, right. I'm just going to be like, you know what? Good on you. <laughs> Seriously, I, I am. I'm just, yeah. I'm fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Whatever movie. You do you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do you. All right. Then, as they are leaving, they run into the uh, schoolgirl, Suzuka. Tamano says the house calls to her, and he tells her, stay out of that house or else, you know, you're going to die. Later on at dinner, she and her family are talking, and she talks about the four boys missing. And she's like, oh, I saw four boys outside that fucking old house. Maybe that has something to do with it. And the dad's like, ha, listen, shut up. And then they just go on about other shit because, hey, fuck you. Stop trying to talk to me. Um, <laughs> well, she's just a silly girl, you know. He doesn't yeah. need to listen to his daughter. She's just a silly girl. I mean, let's be nice. They, they, these are actual parents that care about their daughter, as we find out. So in, it's so rare we saw any female you know, schoolgirls in any of these movies whose parents actually cared about them. Well, there's that. And then also, it is kind of a silly notion that they went in the house and that's why they disappeared. He does, it doesn't want to believe it just because as yeah. a parent, you don't want to believe it. It's more denial than anything. You're right when it's time to down they are pretty much the best parents they could be yeah right when when the shit hits the fan and they're in the crunch they actually do a good job they, of yeah they parents. come through they yeah. come through yeah, yeah. they come through so, in the crunch <laughs> yeah um anyway she's walking up the stairs and then all of a sudden she has a vision she's in the house and she sees one of the boys who has his back to her and she's gonna go up to her all of a sudden her mom's like hey you all right and shakes her out of it she's like holy shit later on nat and yuri are talking and nat's gone a little cray cray tells yuri the professor made a DVD copy of the cursed tape and she uploaded that DVD to the internet and it is now spreading like a wildfire. Um, she basically is reacting how most people would react where they're like, well, if I'm going to die, I want to take others with me. Like it's yeah, a real it's, petty thing. And then she realizes what it is that she's done, but it's also too late. Yeah. She, yeah. Cause she does remove the video, but not before everyone copied it and sent it off. Then Nat asks Yuri, Hey, let's kill ourselves together. And Yuri's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so then Nat throws her down, locks herself in a room and gets ready to hang herself. The only unfortunate thing is Sadako shows up and she's like, nah, bitch, you're mine. Uh, if anybody's killing you, it's me. And goes up to her and by the time Yuri gets into the room, Nat is dead with scary face. Holy fuck. It was a good, pretty good scary face too. That that looked pretty horrific. I love that this Sadako is so vengeful that she will not let you kill yourself before she takes you. That's nuts. Yeah, right? She's like, fuck you, bitch. That's one of the changes they not. made. Yeah, that's one of the changes they made in this version of Sadako I like. So then Tamayo and Keizo, they're 
checking out the dead body as they got back, and Tamiya senses that the schoolgirl is in trouble. Suzuka is then sitting in her room. She looks over into the house and sees one of the little boys in there. So she goes to check it out. Mom and Dad hear her leaving, and they kind of are following her. Uh, in the house, uh, she sees one of the little boys with the back to her, the kid who was being bullied with the backpack. As she goes to check it out, Toshio pops up out of the fucking backpack. That was and, cool. Yeah, that was really fucking cool. And this freaks her out, and she screams, so their parents go rushing inside. As the dad gets up the stairs, they start hearing horrific shit. Toshio falls on dad's shoulders and rips his fucking head off. Uh, but then we hear as some- his body falls, he disappears, so he's ripping the head off and then as he's falling... Yeah, he, he just generates into nothingness. Yeah, that was crazy how they did then that. Then we start hearing Kaoko's death rattle. We see her come up. She grabs and kills mom and drags her away. The other three, however, and then uh, the guy throws the bag of Sadako's little fucking curse as though as the other three show up to the house inside, which causes Kyoko to withdraw, dragging mom away with her. And they pull her, the, the, they pull the, uh, Suzaka out of the house and that's the end of that 20 minutes now it's important to note that both of the parents when they were dying were sacrificing themselves to save their loved ones the father yeah. actually pushed the wife and the daughter away before yeah. uh, Toshio could tear off his head and make him disappear and told them to get out and then when the mom and fell and the, took the daughter down with her as Kayoko was crawling up on top of the mom the mom shoved the daughter away and told her to get out and run yeah and, right and like that that did happen in that succession so that's i wanted to point that out because we were talking about how they are really good parents when the when it time comes time for the crunch and the father knew he was doomed but found a way to say try to save his wife and daughter by getting them to go away in the moment that they had while he was being taken you yeah know? um and then the same thing the mother did to try and save the daughter before the hair thing made Kayoko drag the mom away and disappear I don't know what that was all about other than just trying to test his theory that a curse can battle a curse. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. I mean. (laughs) Right. The movie's about to go really fully off the rails here in a minute. So like, I promise you, however you think this battle would have gone down unless you've already seen the film is not how the battle goes down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What you you think is getting ready to come is not how it's going to go. They all discover that uh, they uh, they fuck some shit up. So (laughs) we can um, move on. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So we're coming up not on the final 20 minutes, but this is kind of action. We went through this really fucking quick, didn't we? Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's straight. It's an hour 38. Yeah. It's, it's pretty a, straightforward yeah, shit. Pretty straightforward <laughs> flick. It's no biggie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the final 20 though, it's going to have some shit in it. Oh, so that's not bad. Yeah. Once the action gets going, it does get some stuff, but it's not the kind of yeah. battle you were expecting. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not what you, it's not what you're thinking. Uh, and it gets fun here. Uh, so the final 20 minutes, uh, she wakes, uh, Suzaka wakes up in the three in her bedroom. They're like, it wasn't a dream. Your parents are gone. They're not coming back. Uh, sorry about, you know, all that shit. Uh, but <laughs> also you are cursed too. She's still coming for you. It's yeah. just going to take a little longer because you got out. So they kind of tell her what the plan is that they're going to have Yuri go into the house and Suzuka go into the house together. And they're both going to watch the video again so that the two curses, cause they're going to always, the curses are always going to try to stop anyone from even hindering their ability to kill. So that's what happened to the medium and their assistants. They didn't watch the video, but they still, you know, killed the people trying trying to but Sadako's never going to stop trying to kill the people who watch it and they'll she'll always try to stop anybody from stopping that. So 
the two spirits are going to be like, well, we want to kill him. And the other one be like, no, I want to kill him. And it's going to become a thing. This is how Constantine actually defended his soul from actually being taken into hell. He sold his soul to multiple principalities in hell to the point yeah. where they were, or, or he made, he either made some kind of a deal or they all wanted to collect him in some way, shape or form. He did this so that he wouldn't go to hell because too many people had a claim on him. <laughs> and so uh-huh. he was able to be saved from hell by Lucifer because of that. Nice. <laughs> right. Because so he, did, he didn't want the war in hell over who actually got to collect Constantine was the whole thing. All right. Yeah. This is basically what the guy is trying here, where he's like, yeah, he's just trying to cancel everything out. Listen, you've got two curses that cancel each other out. Yeah. Two negatives somehow make a positive in this. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that he realizes that sometimes when you subtract from an already negative number, you just have a bigger debt. Yeah. I, 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 uh, you know, this guy's, I don't even want to know what his finances look like. Well, there's a reason why he's being paid in big stacks of cash one would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tomino and uh, Kezo, they do some setup around the well uh, for the last resort thing. Uh, the two girls, they have a nice little talk and cry about how scared they are. I, I don't know why they would include this. It was kind of filler. I, I felt real filler. Got a real filler vibe there. Um, well, it has a filler vibe to it because it's two girls expressing emotion and making you uncomfortable. Not really. It's uh, because that hasn't been something the movie has done at all about expressing emotion. And it's just been about horror. But it just felt like they were like, wow, this is about an hour and 30. Let's add a more eight more minutes to it with this scene <laughs> it's not really a full eight minutes <sighs> but i'm just saying it doesn't it, it doesn't actually fit in with this movie at all it doesn't fit in with the sequences we've already seen they don't have time to be lamenting like this they just need to be terrified and trying to hide yeah yeah exactly so anyway uh that night the girls go into the house uh they both watch the tape uh and the house is fucking reacting to it while watching the tape then all of a sudden Toshio shows up they're very scared but then so does Sadako on the TV screen dragging Toshio away by Toshio outside Tamayo and Keizo they're kind of just standing there um and Tamayo's kind of getting overwhelmed uh so she has to break her psychic link trying to help the girls and so Keizo goes all right well this failed he's telling the girls to try to get out of the house uh there is quite a fight between Kayoko and Sadako both both kind of enveloping each other, and, you know, but fucking on each other up as well. Keizo, it's uh, very CG and there's like a yeah. storm that develops around them. And basically yeah. you see like at one point in time, Kayoko drabs, drags Sadako off and then you see Kayoko crawling back, but then gets covered in hair and gets dragged back. And it's all implied stuff. You don't actually see like a slobber knocker kind of fight. Yeah, it's it's very heavily implied, but it's, you know, it's not bad. I, I've seen worse. Yeah, there's basically uh, one of them drags the other away the way that they have established dragging away victims before and that's kind of all you see as a fight yeah so uh as they do all that he actually decides all right well let's go ahead i'm gonna go inside uh, he, he decides there's no choice he goes inside uh kind of throws some shit like spells and shit in there and gets the two girls out he gets them out and says all right this is the last resort. I didn't really want to do this. And he's kind of hurt leaving the house as well. And he goes, I didn't want to have to do this, but one of you has to sacrifice yourself. You stand at the well. The two, will, both spirits are going to try to uh, possess you and you'll hop into the well. And once we get the lid on, they will, will 
trapped in there. But unfortunately, one of the girls has to do that. Yuri decides she's going to be the one to do this because she feels like she started this whole thing. So Serious survivor's guilt here for Yuri. Yeah. So Yuri uh, does that and she stands up there. The two spirits show up. They run at her and they combine in a mass of hair and eyeballs. But the explosion from them combining uh, kills Kazel uh, as he shields uh, the other two girls. Uh, uh, then everything falls into the, uh, well, uh, uh, Suzuka, she seals the well and imprisons the ghosts. They think everything is fine. It's not fine at all. Uh, the ghost pops up. It is now combined. They're both combined in Yuri's body with the movements and the look of Sadako with the death rattle of Keiko. Uh, they come at her. Tamao can actually, she does, you know, we see what she sees, even though she's blind. And it's just a mass of black and she freaks out. And, uh, Sadako freaks out. And then as Tamayo is freaking out, we see Toshio is back standing right next to her. And then the combined spirits come after the girls. Roll credits. The ending shot as the spirits coming at the two girls is on us and we see it like the new version of the Keiko Sadako mix yeah. coming at us basically is the ending thing right before they flash the screen and then there's something after the credits. Go ahead. Yes. And then after the post credits, we get to watch the new cursed video, but only this time it, it looks like Sadako, but it moves and sounds more like Keiko and it comes right up to the screen and it's got more of a Keiko's face looking, uh, you know, with the wide eye and the gaped mouth. Yeah, it was weird. I'm not sure the merging of the two spirits was the way to go, but everything yeah, else not... was pretty cool. So I'm, I'm, I don't care. Whatever. What, what are you gonna do? Yeah, because what are you, you gonna do? I mean, one can't two... really defeat the other. It's an, it's, no. it's an unstoppable force hitting up against an immovable object, and yeah. so it just mushes together into something else. Is basically it's, how they solve that problem. And so they just combine, yeah, uh, <laughs> making something far worse. Yes, just, just fucking terrible (laughs) (laughs) as anyone with serious anxiety will tell you this is how fixing things ends up feeling to you or no matter what you do it just keeps getting worse yeah that's exactly i'm a person with anxiety so i will tell you that yeah (laughs) yeah this is a pretty epic fuck up for this uh hot shot psychic guy and he dies in the process too yeah yeah so yeah and then the uh, the guy who tries to fix everything gets almost cut in half so (laughs) (laughs) he turned uh peanut butter sadako and a yeah. chocolate Kyoko into a Reese's peanut butter cup of evil. Yeah, right. And just <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> just, the, just the worst fucking idea you could have had. This is the critical failure to end all critical failures that yeah, you right. rolled here, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, shit. This is bad. This is you're pretty like, epic uh, in manner of all fuck ups, dude. Yeah, right. And you're like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Probably should not have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, dude, this was not a good plan. You fucked it up. You fucked it all the way up, all up into the fucking world. That's how you fucked it up. <laughs> Fuck this up worse than Matt did his first SAT test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, my first fucking ACT test was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even have to take one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're nice. That's nice for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just how it is. Yeah. Right. That is. Here's what it is. Yeah. It wasn't because my grades were good. It's because I just aimed really low. <laughs> Aim low. Secondary school, that's all. Yeah. 
Aim low. That's that's my needs to start being my new motto. <laughs> well, this film aimed low for a couple of things, but it's still actually pretty entertaining. The Sadako stuff is different and a little weird. So if you're a big Sadako fan, this is going to be probably a bigger yeah. disappointment in you, for you. The Juons, or maybe you like it. Maybe you'll like those changes to Sadako. I mean, you could be true. a big Sadako fan and enjoy the the changes. Yeah, if you're more of a traditionalist, then I should say. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah there you go. If you're, you're, if you're a traditionalist, then yeah. yeah, you're in a lot of trouble here. The Juon stuff is done really, really well, and they find a way to get almost an entire worth of Juon kills into a very short amount of time. They really pad out Kayoko's kills in this movie. Yeah, yeah right? They really do. They they kind of make this... Uh, they, they, they make this a... Well, I th- yeah, Kayoko's kind of gets the most kills out of all this. Sadako just gets that, so... Yeah, I mean, for goodness sakes, Kayoko really gets the bulk of the deaths even before they merge. And yeah. I think the only reason that they merge is because of how do you logically keep both fan bases happy without doing something like that? Yeah, right? <laughs> so... Plus, I like the idea that it's like you would epically fuck up something like this. Like the idea of mixing two curses to see what happens without really 100% knowing the full result. Like this is pretty much what would happen. Like this is the thing that a wizard would warn you of where you you don't go meddling with this kind of shit. This feels like uh, the beginning of Harry Potter when Dumbledore tells him, don't go to the dark forest, motherfuckers. (laughs) Right. And then that's what they go ahead and do. Exactly. So that's, that's basically what I'm getting at here is like this. In retrospect, it seems like the most obvious thing that this would happen, you know, that they would merge if you try to fucking have two curses fight each other, you know, yeah. because they can work together to start taking people out and still be happy at what they do. Yeah, right. That's just what ends up happening. Yeah, no shit. You're just like, <laughs> uh, all right, wh- whatever. <laughs> oh, man, this is such a Japanese ending, man. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, uh, holy shit, man. Wow, wow, what an adventure. Yeah, we had quite the run of films, and the ending of the entirety of this is they merge together to form something much worse, which yeah. makes so much logical sense, but at the same time, it's like, why would you do that? Yeah, yeah, right. Jesus Christ, what what, what were you guys thinking? <laughs> this would have been better served being called Sadako and Kyoko. Yeah, right. I mean, y'all made mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, it's still it's still really fun. You know... Oh, I thought it was a fun movie. Okay. I was talking about the character. Characters yeah. in the movie, they they made some mistakes. Watching watching this in the Juon series, um, I still think you're going to probably enjoy the Juon elements in this more than you would say the Black Ghost White Ghost movies. Yeah, so it's still okay in that time frame. So we technically now have seven out of eight of the Juon ish films that we liked, and then the yeah. Sadako stuff is actually a little bit better than some of the worst Sadako stuff too. So like this one would actually be, I, I think both franchises you would still have a good time with this, regardless of which one you enjoyed more. You know. Yeah, right. Even yeah, if, I agree. Yeah. Even if you liked all the weird changes that they just kept doing with the Sadako stuff and the rule shifts and all of that stuff, you probably would be way more open minded about how they did it here. You definitely get a much more brutal and fucking evil Sadako in this than we've had in previous Sadako films. Even when she was on a vengeance path, um, they amp up everything to like the nth degree, which is what you want in a versus movie. So there's a lot of positives to have about this, even if you don't like the merger thing, which I'm just kind of, I'm very wishy-washy on whether or not I liked it. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. But everything else about it was pretty solid, except for like the Harry Potter chant thing that they did. If that was intentional or just our subtitle files were fucked up, I don't know. And then the hand movements that that guy does when he's casting spells is just does not work for me. And I think that's like a comedic thing they're trying to do to lighten the tone. Yeah. 
I think so. Yeah. But I thought it was a lot of fun. I still had a lot of fun. Yeah. So. It's, it's still an enjoyable film and I would probably watch it again before I watch even Black Ghost, White Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Any of the worst of either two franchises, I would still watch this one before it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. All right. I think we're good on that. You want to do a quick news story and call it a day? Let's do it. All right. We're going to take the break here. We're going to play uh, another song, hopefully an all-female lineup Japanese band. And we'll see if I fuck that up or not. And when we come back, we're going to do some side news. Hopefully I was able to find something for the pirate radio edit I'm really, out there. I'm really starting to hope you found something there. <laughs> yeah, we're really re- starting to hope it all got together. Yeah, I don't know if we were able to pull it together for this fucking episode or not. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out and if I have my shit together enough to actually do this. But instead of whether or not we're speculating how good or bad the song is that's playing underneath this fucking diatribe that we're padding out the episode with, why don't we just give the audience what they want and give them some Psyop news? This one comes from uh, Daniel. Is this the one you promised him last week with the ancient farts of samurais? I did not. This is something very different, but uh, I just saw it. So unfortunately, we're reading it. Okay, that's fine. This is a good one. This is good. This is good. Okay, so this is so good. It's preempting the ancient fart battles of samurais. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, morgue assistant uses testicles from corpses to help win annual spaghetti cook-off. Someone accused this of being satirical. I think you'll find in the comments. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I think it is satirical. Fuck. All right. Well, never mind then. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's a satirical article, and it's a very well-written and tricked Matt satirical article, too. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, then never mind. We've done it before, and we've just admitted it later, and I'm just telling everyone that this is a satirical article. Uh, Should I even read it? I mean, you can still read it if you want to. It's just, it's fucking satire, people. We need to tell you that right off the bat. This isn't real, but let's see how well it's actually written to make you believe it could be real. All right. All right. Let's do that. Caterville, uh, Illinois. Uh, Linda Anders, 41, had been a participant in Carterville's annual spaghetti cook-off for the last 12 years. In those dozen years, the highest she has ever placed was second. And Linda knew second was just the first loser. For 2022, and lucky contestant number 13, Linda used a secret ingredient that she was sure would give her the extra edge and her and herself a blue ribbon she so desired. Yeah, this Anders- is clearly satirical because of look how well yeah. it's actually written. Like, someone's yeah, trying no. to paint a story for 
for you. Somebody's really tried to throw it on there. So yeah, reporters of actual crime beat do not write this well. That's how you can tell it's a fucking satirical article. Yeah, right. It's just like that's the crime beat reporters just give you the facts and don't fucking get really flourishy like this. Yeah, right. So uh, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's just we. I just want to make everyone know that it's satirical and that this is how you can tell. But we're teaching them as we're reading it. Go. Yeah. All right. Anders worked as a morgue assistant for the count for count for the county Williamson, and for the eleven months lead up to the cookoff, Linda collected the testes from deceased adult males. She would slice them, dice them, and sew them up without attracting attention. Yeah, by this point, I'd be like, yeah, this is definitely uh, satire. And who was going to notice the missing balls of a dead man anyway? Uh, the night before the kickoff, Linda was hard at work preparing her sauce and dropping balls. The next day, when the judges went around tasting all the contestants' entries, her table had the most attention. Judges were going back for second helpings, something that they had never done with her previous entries. The time for judges to crown a winner was soon approaching. One judge went back for thirds. Only there would be a problem on that third plate of spaghetti that would derail all of Linda Anders' dreams. That problem? A prosthetic testicle. The judge chomped down on a meatball, and the silicone rubber testicle filled with saline exploded in his mouth, and the jig was up. Upon closer inspection of uh, Anders' meatballs, a a discovery was made. The meatballs were not meatballs in the traditional sense, but human testicles. Anders was arrested on site without incident. When asked if she would like an attorney, she would only respond by inquiring if she had won the cook-off. Looks like she dropped the ball when it came to quality control. She need not worry about her meals for the next 10 to 15 years, according to sources inside the district attorney's office. Yeah, very clearly satirical the way that yeah. it was written. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there you go. It's closer to someone actually telling you a story like around the campfire than it being a news article ever. Yeah, right. Very much so. Yeah. (laughs) Which is fine. So we do know it's satirical. We just wanted to read it. And now we are showing you how it was satirical. And it's it's pretty well written for a satirical article, actually. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not bad. Uh, pretty well written. Uh, some good jokes in there. They, they did some good work. <laughs> yes, but also don't believe that it's real people. Come on. Yeah, that's not that's not real. That's not real at all. I'm not <laughs> saying that this type of thing couldn't be something that could actually have happened. I'm just saying that in this case, this particular story is very clearly fabricated. Yeah, right. So, I mean, hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the fart battles now. Fart battles. All right. Uh, this one comes from, uh, yeah, right. Uh, Linary? Linair? I think it's Linair, yes. Linary? <laughs> uh, Never asked, and now I feel fucking terrible. Yeah, me too. I feel really bad. Uh, legendary fart battles in the samurai area. Uh, era. Era. Area. Era. Uh, all of us have farts that bubble through our system at what polite science calls breaky winter flatulence. By the way, this is from uh, the Vintage News. Uh, yet we look accusingly at other people when we drop one in an elevator, despite the fact that we are contributing to global warming alongside with the cattle that give us a methane in the final act of defiance. However, pretending we are innocent of farts seems like a recent custom when we look at literature down the ages. William Shakespeare was unusually polite when he wrote in the comedy of errors a man may break a word with you sir and words are but wind i and break it in your face so he break it not behind (laughs) however 
Our own Lyndon Johnson was somewhat more direct uh, when he said, Jerry Ford is so dumb he can't fart and chew gum at the same time. So brought the subject (laughs) out in the open, although whether he dropped one in the Oval Office is, of course, top secret. Rumors abound of military recruits lighting farts on troop trains where this may be socially, uh, where this may be socially responsible. This, however, fades into insignificance when we investigate the fart battles that took place in Japan Edo period. Relative peace and stability prevailed between 1603 and 1868. This was a hedonistic pleasure-seeking era when sophisticates patronized poetry and theater while red-blooded males sought the pleasures of geisha girls in red-light districts. A counterculture developed whereby bum-bearing men engaged in fart battles in order, presumably, to keep the Japanese tradition of samurai warriors alive. It was said the powerful gusts of human wind could break through wooden wooden boards and traverse wide battlefields through the sophistication of Japanese fart technology. (laughs) This is starting to feel like a satire article, too. This is starting to feel very satire, actually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Students at Cornell University wearing face masks decided to quantify fart velocity in 2009 (laughs) to develop the fart intensity. Yeah, this sounds, I don't know, man. I'm dubious (laughs) at best that this is not satire, too. Yeah. This feels a lot like satire. This is uh It's way too well written to be a factual article. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we got some satire in here. <laughs> That's okay. They're still fun. Uh yeah. Uh, all right. So let's see here. Uh they developed a fart intensity detector able to rank broken wind on a scale of 0 to 9 in terms of sound, temperature, and gas concentrations. They discovered the most dangerous farts contain hydrogen sulfide, and the gases move faster when the temperature was warmer. <laughs> As a matter of passing interest, hydrogen sulfide-producing foods include eggs, meat, fish, beer, beans, broccoli, cauliflower, and cabbage, in case you are planning on entering a farting competition. Although leafy green vegetables may counter this, if true blue carnivores can still Stomach the fact. Getting back to fart battles, Japanese historians from the Edo period called them Higasen, as in hello, gas alert, presumably. Uh, an unknown artist showed a fart master propelling uh, a cat into the stratosphere that could have NASA wanting to know more. However, <laughs> were the Edo period fart battles real, or were they outpourings of a vivid imagination? Uh, apparently there's a related video here. But anyway, for starters, would a library with 4.5 million volumes and 46,000 serials risk its rip? reputation by displaying digitized versions of the farting scrolls if <coughs> this was pure baloney wasdia university was founded in 1882 14 years after the closing of eat of the edo period and should have been in a perfect position to verify the scrolls moreover using farts to gain military advantage is a much older tradition no less than google books curates the story of the fart that launched a war that killed 10,000 souls according to the historian of herodotus herodotus goes by the name of the father of history since this was the first look for critical evidence of sift truth from legends to sift truth from legends he writes of an egyptian king apres facing military vivolt in 570 bc that's 2588 years ago he sent his sidekick amasis to reason with them however they suggested he assume the kingship instead Ares spent uh, Ares sent parabemus to tell him to sort himself out i'm fucking so lost right now um <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten really weird. Uh, yeah, it's getting a bit convoluted. Arrived, I'm ready to pull the chain on it, actually. 
Yeah, we're we're almost. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think we're done. Okay. Uh, when he arrived, a mass uh, who happened to be on horseback raised himself up in the saddle, farted, and told him to take back uh, take that back to Epris. So there you have it. In a nutshell, the he gas and fart battles existed because we have documentary proof in a famous library. Moreover, they were a marker on a timeline at least two thousand five hundred eighty-eight years old. The tradition lives on in social dorms around uh, school dorms around the world. How could you have ever doubted the truth? <laughs> yeah, that I'm dubious at best that yeah. this is a dubious satirical article. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm pulling the chain on this shit. So we're gonna play yeah. the ending Legion promo, and after that, hopefully, once again, an all female lineup Japanese band to close out this franchise fest and this year. This is the last episode of Year Seven. We have now hit a full eight years of podcasting with Woo! this. Here we go. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. So hopefully I found something that uh, everyone can enjoy that was also an all-female lineup for a Japanese band to close this out. Hopefully I did my job. Yes, hopefully you've done your job well. Well, the intro and break sign that you just played will be the last time that we actually will be playing those. This is the end of the yeah. episode. I already have year eights done. I'm, I'm, it's already finished. I already got the theme awesome. song done. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. In just the nick of time, I was able to kind of just throw something together, and I think uh, maybe the best one yet. <laughs> yeah, all right. I guess we'll see. Well, if you'd like yeah. to find all the other times that I bragged about that at the end of the previous seven years, now that we are on year eight, Jesus Christ, you can find that at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyop 
Shops-Podcast. I noticed lately on the feed that uh, on my podcatcher, it only goes back to like 63, but the older episodes, I think, are still there on Legion Podcast. They haven't dropped off. It's just that we've made so many episodes, Matt, that now yeah. they don't show up on a podcast feed from a podcatcher. Can you believe that? Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All the previous ones shows. are still there, though. LegionPodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Also, we've talked about the Legion Discord chat. I've included in the show notes the invite to get into the Legion Discord right there. Come join us and have some fun. We actually talked about some really grown-up stuff, like a bunch of like old fucks and myself, who was also an old fuck, was in there talking about the home improvements we were kind of planning on doing because <laughs> because if we have some money, that's what we need to do is fix up our homes. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> just no more fun. Only, you know, just fucking home improvement projects. Yeah. Home improvement plans actually is something that was a lot of fun to chat about on the Legion podcast uh, discord. And I was actually pleasantly surprised. We still talk movies and a bunch of other stuff as well, but pretty much uh, it's just a bunch of folks that are all Legion podcast fans and or members of some type of show there that are just having a chat. It's, it's fun. Come check it out. Nice. Yeah. All right. Another thing you should definitely check out is our Instagram feed. That's where all the memes get shared directly. There's no pomp and circumstance. They get dumped there first. All three of them during the work day, during my work hours usually during my meeting that I don't want to be talking on the phone at the same yeah, time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who wants to do any of that shit? It's cinema underscore psyops, and I won't have to be doing that, Cole, although I'll probably have other phone meetings to do it. My new job, I'm leaving my place of work, yay! <laughs> Woo, yeah, I heard, congrats! Yeah, I went a little for Kermit the Frog there. Anyway, you can uh, find me on the Facebook group Cinema Psyops, so if things change on the social medias, it's because I'm probably enjoying my job more. <laughs> yeah, right? Or I'm, Sorry. Or I'm so busy that I'm actually wanting to work. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, Facebook well, groups. However we're doing this. Facebook group Cinema PsyOps and I am Court PsyOps there as well. You can also email feedback to me CinemaPsyOpsCourt at gmail.com and send me an entire diatribe about how this is the greatest versus film of all time and I'm full of shit for not liking the merging because it's brilliant uh, that was in Sadako versus Kayoko. Tell me how wrong we were about Freddy versus Jason. How wrong I am about my interpretation of how you should do a versus movie. How right I am about all of that shit. How happy yeah, you there are. I was about to say, why can't we be right about shit? Yeah, or write a diatribe about how happy you are that I've been doing this for eight fucking years to keep you entertained. Yeah, yeah. Tell us how much you love us. Please tell us how much you love us. Please. Please. <laughs> well, while you're out there allowing us to shout into the void without responding like the fucking heartless souls you are, kick the fuck <laughs> out of this week and make it your bitch.
<laughs> for a second there, I was like, oh, fuck, I can't hear him. What now? <laughs> now what? Yeah. Now what do I got to fucking put up with? Jesus God. fucking Christ. Jesus, pal. Pronoun. <laughs> okay. Uh, you uh, recording on your side yet? I am right now. One, two, three. All right. There we and, go. Everything's coming out correct. All right. And my uh, ticker is counting up, so I know that I'm definitely recording. All right. Uh, I know you're. I didn't have enough time to. Uh, I didn't have enough time to uh, grab music ah. um, for the show for this week because. Uh, <laughs> The time I was going to use to grab that uh, ended up being me having to take a huge fucking shit, so. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> I'm all dumped out, I'm all cleaned out, and I'm ready to fucking rock, so. You, yeah, that's uh, kind of why I'm late, too, getting done. I was, like, almost done with the movie, and then I had to take a massive one as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that can definitely be said about the hosts of Cinema Psyops is they are very much full of shit. Yes! Duh. <laughs> All right, time to get sad for you. This is the last time you're going to hear this on a new recording, my man. So here we go. All right. Three, two, one. In a new show. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. So, okay. Um, so, God damn it, I always get lost here. Katsui. Uh, er, uh, 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 Kyoko. Uh, I'm sorry. Having water thrown at your face like that is not necessarily water torture. Sometimes it's just water sports. Oh. Dude, that's that's something way different. You uh, that's well, water sports are way different. You <laughs> you should probably Google that later, but much later when I'm not around. So I know what it is. All I'm inferring is that it gushes just like that. Oh man, you are a, you're a weird guy, Ace. Weird guy. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm into it. I'm just saying it out there for the folks that are because I want them to feel included in this show too. I just, yeah, I just want to be included. <laughs> Wait, so you are into water sports? I. I'm not. Are you? <laughs> My lawyers have advised me not to answer. And how many lawyers is that? <laughs> Enough to be plural. Oh, God. Uh, so you're saying it's not a number one? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, We're getting loopy. Yeah, we really are, man. I think it's, it's all this constantly. I, I mean, we're almost learning Japanese at this point, aren't we? Yeah. Um, well, watch it so much. You will get some relief. You'll have stuff that you won't have to think very hard about for the first couple of weeks of next year. That would be nice. I don't <laughs> like having to think. I think enough already. <laughs> You'll be doing uh, significantly often, less reading of the screen. Often, often to my own detriment, uh, <laughs> to be honest. So, uh, uh, let's see here, because fuck me. All right. Uh, 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 fuck is her name? I want to call her Sadako, but it's Suzuka. Sorry. Jesus Christ, man. Get the fucking ghetto today. <laughs> Getting fucking ridiculous over here. Um, <laughs> it, it really kind of is. I'm just saying. Um, outside though, uh, uh, out, out, so, well, God damn it, man. Fuck it. Get it together today. This is fucking worse. Easy, buddy. Cool. I'm, I'm mad at myself today. It's fucking sucks. All right. Um, all right. Three, two, one. Oh, oh, and I'm sorry. Sorry. Fuck again. For 2022, the lucky contestant number 13. And oh, for 2020, I'm really struggling today. Hold on. Uh, lost your place. God damn. Fuck me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was my fault, dude. Don't blame yourself. Three, two, one. Let me pull up my show housekeeping and we will jump right in. My phone can't verify my face when it's behind my microphone, Matt. That's that that sounds normal. Why are you trying to circumvent technology?
out there allowing us to shout into the void without responding like the fucking heartless souls you are. Kick the fuck <laughs> out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. <laughs> Only way to get through that one. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people that's going to sting a little bit when they hear it. I know, I know, right? Oh, you might not be talking about us. <laughs> Maybe we are. <laughs> still Maybe we're not. I don't know. Uh, I am, but I have now stopped. That's the end of this fucking year. Yeah, fuck it.